All right, welcome back. It is Drunk Off PNR. I am Eddie. I am with my pal Aiden. Aiden, how are you? The birds were chirping today. The sun was shining, and the Sixers were the one seed. So I have no complaints, my friend. I hate it here so goddamn much. <laughs> um, we are a day or two late. No worries. We're here. Nothing to worry about, folks. Uh, and let's just, I mean, let's hop right into it. Jamal Murray. Yeah, so the delay in the recording this week actually helped us in our favor because a lot went down this week. But probably mm-hmm. the biggest news, because it's not one isolated incident like you would think, but yes, Jamal Murray lost for the season, torn ACL for a Nuggets team that was streaking. I mean, that might have been the hottest team in the entire league. They were it really was. They were killing everyone. Um, they I mean, were they were uh, the hottest team in the league until I bet. I had a p- crazy parlay going and bet uh, over two and a half made threes for Michael Porter Jr. And then he went one for 13 and the Celtics <laughs> went on a 31 to three run against the Nuggets. They were hot <laughs> until I decided I was going to bet on the hot team. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, you you and Walsh may be the most unlucky betters of all time. <laughs> it's a redhead thing. Yeah. Uh, so until that game against the Celtics on April 11th, they had won. Every game since March 28th, including being the Sixers, Clippers, Pistons, who, you know, they always beat good teams, um, and the Spurs twice. So, had a little hot streak going, and then Jamal gets hurt against the Warriors with 50 seconds left. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just like different scenarios to a point, but that's the Derrick Rose flashbacks right there. Very much so. That That was exactly what I was thinking. It was like similar instances and this is what we want to kind of talk about is end of game situation and they probably should have had rose out of that game murray not so much i mean it was probably in control but it wasn't exactly a blowout end of game non-contact immediately grabs a knee immediately you know it's bad and in the back of your head you're like they kind of ran this guy into the ground didn't they yeah could this have a play a factor in it i mean what I watched the injury tape a couple times, which I don't usually do because usually you're like, oh, Gordon Hayward's legs facing three different directions. <laughs> With this one, I'm like, he landed. I guess he landed kind of hard. But I just don't really see it. And then you find out it was a torn ACL. It's just like, well, it doesn't matter how you land. That's just, uh, that's how it is. Yeah. So yeah. done for the year, done for the playoffs. And I mean, torn ACL this late, probably going to miss the start of next year. Depending on when they start the season, yeah. Six to eight months. It's April now. Yep. So October at the earliest is when he'd be ready. Typically, that's when the season starts is the last week of October. I doubt they're even going to want to play him if they're doing a full 82 games in October. So you're thinking Thanksgiving, Christmas next year is when you see Jamal Murray the next time? So two short-term things that we should talk about. Maybe one of these has long-term effects short term. The nuggets are the four seed. Mm-hmm. If they, if a playoff season, a playoff series started tomorrow with a healthy Jamal Murray against the one seed jazz is, is everyone taking the nuggets? I don't even think it's a question. I'm for sure. I'm 100% taking the, uh, the nuggets. So the jazz, they're one of the only teams like they got their COVID stuff out of the way early. Cause Rudy Gobert caused the entire pandemic. <laughs> so like, they the just like, game. <laughs> so they just haven't been as affected as a lot of other teams. Half the team had COVID last year. They've just been playing basketball. He was playing the long game by getting all <laughs> sports shut down. And I mean, you know, people can say what they want about COVID, and especially with these guys, where like you're probably not going to die. But like Jason Tatum said, like a month and a half ago. He got back and it was hard to just run. Like he was winded when he normally wouldn't have been. And if you look at his month by month, uh, month by month numbers, it clearly shows that. Like his numbers drastically dropped, and now back in April they're up to like almost thirty points a game. Like he's finally two months removed from having COVID, playing like you. We all thought he would the entire season. So and, when you don't have to deal with that for the entire year, and everyone else does, might be a little advantage. Yeah, they've definitely had a, a streak of consistency that other teams haven't had, whether it's a rash of injuries or the COVID effect. And I, I was surprised not to get sidetracked, but the Tatum thing, he said just the other day he still uses an inhaler before games. Uh, um, peak physical condition, so right. 22 years old. 
and still the lungs aren't right. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, you want everyone to be good and everything, but it's my team, so I'm just like kind of extra invested. I'm like, guys, I don't, Adam Silver, please, please help me out. I think yeah, Celtics should get like they should start the playoffs like up one nothing on somebody. Just like, come on, you know, to make up for it, right? Well, well, I think that's the theme of the week. This was the theme of the week for us weeks ago. But with the Jamal Murray news, it was kind of a boiling over tipping point for an issue plaguing the league and its players where everyone's kind of fed up with how the schedule is going. Games are too close together. There's a lot of back-to-backs. There's no rest. You're getting one day at most, Mm -hmm. and it's all bunched up. There is a log jam here in April in the NBA schedule. Uh, yeah, and it's a combo of, you know, you're starting the season late, but you're not really pushing it too, too far back. And then you're, I mean, COVID put everyone miss every team basically missed like 15 games. Now we're all making it up right now. And I mean, it was the Nuggets played a bunch of games in, in a row. I think it was the Spurs. They played five and seven nights, got Tuesday of this week off, and then are playing another five and seven nights. I know the Sixers, the Grizzlies, and I believe you said the Heat, they're all doing something similar to that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this is going to happen when you have guys playing back-to-back-to-backs or five and seven or six and nine. Like, shit like this is just going to happen. And that's going to not only get these guys hurt, but it's going to mess the product up too. Like, you finally got past the, you know, start of the season blues where everyone's not really trying super hard. Everyone's trying 110% every single night. So people are going to get hurt more. And because they're playing more and the stars are going to be playing more minutes as playoff time comes around. I mean, this is, I feel like you should have foreseen something going on here, Adam. You, you would have thought, and it was funny. It's not funny because it could be serious. Tobias Harris last night, he came out of the game and we'll get into that game later, but he's like, my knee has been sore since the all-star break. And I'm like, huh? I wonder what that was aside from playing five and seven games every week, <laughs> five and seven nights. It's so insane. it is insane. So before we burn Adam Silver at the stake, which a lot of people are doing and probably rightfully so, let's take like a reasonable look at it. Sure. So I think two things here, one with the schedule and how this is plaguing the league. One, some of it is unavoidable. So like, for instance, the Miami Heat are in a, in a tough stretch right now in terms of, uh, like you said, five games in seven days, back-to-backs. So they missed a lot of games because of COVID. And there's nothing the league can really do about that type of situation. Mm-hmm. It's just something that, uh, unfortunately, is what we're facing as a country. Right. And it, it's now the end of the season. You have to make them up sometime. It's like when it, in baseball, when it rains all April and May, and then you're doing double headers all of August, there's nothing yep. you can really do. So in that part, you can't really blame the league. But the the part that we have talked about before, them rushing this schedule and maybe, I guess, for the Olympics to start Olympics, next season on time? like The Olympics start two days after Game 7 of the finals will end. Listen. Two days. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but the Olympics, like, do we need to send our A team? Does it, like, matter? Well, we sent our B they- team and we got, like, seventh. So I don't know. Yeah, but who cares? Like, do we care? I don't like, know. It, it, uh, I don't do care. Do we need? Do we have to prove ourselves to the world? We seem to have done that. We've won the world championship. Like a bunch of guys opted out. And we we won. We've won. Mm-hmm. We won in 2008, 2012, 2016. It was supposed to be in 2020, but it'll be 2021. So we've won the last three gold medals. Like, does it matter? Like, are we trying to rush it for the Olympics? Who cares? And to me, we've talked about this before, the natural path that the NBA should take Christmas to the end of July, free agency, draft, August, football starts, you go into your deep hibernation, Mm -hmm. come back, training camp, November, December, again, that's when your season kicks up. Christmas day, Christmas week, opening week, huge celebration special. You own that holiday, not the NFL. Don't let the NFL get in there. Right. That... And this was like your cop out. You know how businesses are like using COVID as a cop out for things. You're like, hey, yeah, yeah. This was the NBA's ability to to cop out and be like, ah, well, because of COVID, we're starting at Christmas and we're going through July. 
Like, just do that. Right. That that's what they should have been doing. That's what they should continue to do. The Olympics thing, it's like, I mean, if it's on, I'll watch it. But it's in Japan, so it's gonna be on at one in the morning. Like, I'm going to bed. I can't. I can't watch an hour and a half of basketball at one, two in the morning. That don't actually matter. We know that we are the best team in the world. Right. And we did not even send our best in 2016, 2014 in the world championships and the FIBA world championships. Like we're not even sending our best guys anymore and we're still winning. Right. So it's like, and a lot of guys are going to opt out. And, and I think like if you're, and I don't know if this is why they did it or they just wanted to keep the natural schedule to be ready for next October to start the season. But I, I really hope it wasn't for the Olympics because I think a lot of guys are going to opt out anyway. A lot of yeah. guys just aren't going to care. I, I honestly, I imagine they made like the, they, when they put everything out, they're like, okay, if there's a game seven of the finals, where does it land? I guarantee they put it at this date because the Olympics starts this date. Yeah. But, and again, uh, that makes total sense in theory, but mm-hmm. if LeBron is playing a game seven and Anthony Davis is playing a game seven for the Lakers, they are not getting on a plane to Tokyo and playing in the Olympics. Right. And did you, now you've rushed your season for what? For that? I think it has more to do with trying to start this next season on time in October. And again, it'll be a rush job. But yeah. it just, the, the natural transition of this league does not make sense. Started at Christmas, you had your chance. You didn't do it. You rushed the season. Now you have an April where there's, 33 games and and 31 nights for every team. And you're here where the players are upset and injured. Yeah. I think most teams are looking around like 18 to 20 games with like 25 days left right now. It's it's crazy. And we're not even like, then, then you get an asterisk on the playoffs. Hopefully we don't get to that point where you're saying, well, they were the healthiest team left. And I don't want yeah. it to be like that. I want it to as be long they as were the most talented win. team. If the Jazz don't win, it won't be like that. The, the Jazz are getting an asterisk if they win, no matter what. We yes. will find an excuse. They, oh, there's yeah. no, they don't, they're never going to win a title. Out. Rudy Gobert, war criminal. War criminal. There's my yeah. asterisk. Uh, started a global pandemic here in the United States on purpose to make the Jazz win the championship. That's there will never be, fight. yeah, they, they will never be legitimized ever, 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 ever. No. Wait till we it, get to the power rankings. Honestly, we won't play happy. Utah will never be legitimized, but any team that Gobert goes to, also asterisks. And Utah They're won't lose team. theirs. Utah's not going to lose theirs. That's there. That's Stockton Malone days. That's that's there. Gobert's They're, got some stink on him though. Gobert's a perfect fit for Utah. Even All Donovan right. Mitchell. They're just yeah, a, I, a perfect yeah. fit. Vorp and LeBron and whatever Raptor, Raptor or whatever, is, whatever the right. hell you want to do to say that Rudy Gobert is better defender than Ben Simmons. Just <laughs> you know what I do? After. You know what metric I use? Eyeballs. I use I, eyeballs. Big eyeball guy. Big eyeball guy. Um, so before we hop off the uh, the COVID train, I do have to say for the Celtics, um, they've played like twenty games or something like that. Whatever it's been since the trade deadline. Guess how many Evan Fournier's played in? I think only like two because we just played each other four. Yeah. I was four. Say, we, we played last week and he wasn't playing four fucking games. Aiden. I know we only <laughs> gave up a second round pick. So it's not like we're missing anyone. It's, it's whatever, but still four games. And it just last two weeks has been COVID protocol. Clearly he caught it. Like you don't miss two weeks for COVID protocol. If you didn't fucking catch COVID. That's true. Eventually you test out of it. Like I think well, it, you have to be in quarantine for seven days if someone around you gets it. So yeah, he definitely has. It. <laughs> it's insane. He 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 started late from the trade. I'm assuming you know like they had to like quarantine him or whatever because Orlando's dirty. And now <laughs> I haven't seen the guy in a month. Well, even when you were seeing the guy, it wasn't going too well. <laughs> I, he had I think he had one good night. His his fourth game, he like had a decent night, and they just haven't played since. It's of course, isn't that blue how balls. it always goes? I'm getting blue balls with Evan fucking Fournier. <laughs> um, speaking of Evan Fournier, though, another foreigner, Jokic and Embiid, both 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 those guys are foreign, mm-hmm. and that's that's probably the one two for MVP right now, right? Harden's kind of falling off; he get, missed a couple games, so he's probably at three, maybe four, depending on who you like for three. But it's probably Jokic and Embiid to to go head to head right now. 
Yeah, so let's stick with the Nuggets because this opportunity has presented itself to, to Jokic with Jamal Murray being out. And you have to think if they continue to play well, they're the four seed right now. If they move up at all or stay at four, he has a pretty good chance of being the MVP. I think you are right. So I think it's either uh, Jokic or we see if Embiid makes a push, which he really is. Yeah. Um, they keep playing nationally televised games and he keeps having 35 plus. Um, but Giannis has mixed, missed six straight. LeBron's been out for three weeks. Harden's going to be out for, I mean, we're going on two weeks now. I don't know when he's coming back. So yeah, it, it's survival of the fittest at this point. And we'll see as much as I love Embiid, Jokic has, you know, the finish line. He can stride through if he keeps his team afloat. Jokic hasn't missed a game this entire season. To me, that's dumb, though. I feel like towards the end, like you'll, you know, you'll miss a game or two there. But and I'm I'm not going on the uh, the LeBron. Well, he plays the most games, so he should win MVP. But he's he's played 20 more games than Embiid. I feel like that's got to count. If they both, you know, if they both just play the rest of the year, I mean, 20 extra games that is a it's a quarter of the season. That's a decent amount. Here's my here's my argument for Embiid. I don't if it, if the season ended today, he should not be the MVP. If he continues to play well for the next month and plays and everything, aside from obvious rest days, which you would think they'd give the Jokic too, I'd I'd go into a bar and I'd ask everybody at the bar who's the most dominant player in the league right now, and they're all yeah. going to say Embiid. They're not going to say Jokic. Like who who if you ask the team like. You can make all these cases and, oh, Jokic, he has more assists. Uh, if I walked up and you said, I need a bucket for guys that are available this season who had the most dominant season, they're going to say Embiid. Yeah, and I would say Embiid too. I think this this season's going to be hard to choose between the two guys because I feel like most years it's like there's one clear-cut guy and the media like props up a number two. Last year it was LeBron, but Giannis was the clear-cut MVP. Yeah, and they were the one seed too. Yeah, exactly. And now with this, it's like, yeah, Jokic has played 20 more games. They average similar numbers. Jokic has better assist numbers, but Embiid's on the better team. But if Embiid doesn't play, the team loses. So like it's 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 really it's really it's your preference, I think, at this point, which I hate saying because the voters are fucking morons. Oh, they always uh, going inside their head. These people don't deserve votes. Oh, they're so dumb. But so I saw today, so I saw this report, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if, how much I read into it because it was a guy, it was Tim Botemps, and I've always thought of him as a pretty reliable reporter, but mm-hmm. he was like on an anti-Sixers campaign the other day, and then he came out, he's like, well, I pulled 101 people, and 90 of them said Jokic for MVP, and I'm like, well, I wish it was somebody else who like wasn't doing the anti-Sixers thing so I could actually <laughs> believe this. I don't want to be like QAnon conspiracy theorist here, but like probably don't tweet anti-Sixers stuff and then the next day be like, yeah, Embiid's not MVP. Was <laughs> it like anti- to a bunch of people. Was it like his opinion anti-stuff or is like here are the reasons why the Sixers are bad? It was his opinion. Oh, well. Was, was he trying to beat I, me? I think it was about... I think it was actually about defensive player of the year. I think he was like gotcha. making the case for uh, for Jokic over, or I'm sorry, for Gobert over Simmons. And it was like a whole big thing. With yeah. So I don't know. It, it was just funny. I was like, I wish it wasn't you. I believe it so much. But I think like if you are polling people right now, like think about it. Bond temps. I'm sorry. Tim Bond temps. I'll see All if right. I can find it. But yeah, I mean, right now, if you polled 100 people, they'd probably say Jokic because he's been playing this whole time and B's only been back for two weeks. Giannis has missed six games. Harden's missed two weeks. LeBron's out. Like, who else are you going to say at this point? But we'll, we got to check back in a month. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, and B, he's like missed a game here, missed a game there. And then there was just that long stretch where he missed like, what's that? It's nine games. And then he just came back recently. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's actually like I said earlier. I think it's actually a really tough call right now because you could present me with arguments for both teams, and I'd be or both players. I'd be like, yeah, no, you're right. He should be MVP. Which then comes down to which storyline or are these 
ridiculous right. reporters who think people care about them. What story are they going to believe in? Which I scares me. I have no idea. I forget who was saying it, but they it was on Twitter. I think it was today too. I wish I could remember. They were saying because they propped up Luca so much to like be the MVP, and then he just like his team wasn't good, so like he's kind of out out of the conversation for most people right now. The next closest person is Jokic. You know what I mean? Like just both foreign white dudes. They're just like Luca. Oh, Jokic looks kind of like Luca, so it's kind of like in your head like that. And um, I don't know. I don't know like the validity of that, but like I don't know because Embiid right now. 29, 11, and 3 in 37 games. Jokic, 26, 11 in 8.8 in 55 games. So I don't know. The numbers are Yeah. And B shooting 51%. Jokic shooting 56, 41 from three. And B's 38. And B's way higher at three than I thought he was. He actually just dropped. Since he's been back, he's been missing every three takes. Really? He was at 41. He was over 40 and then That's started crazy. missing. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, um, also, one thing totally unrelated, but you brought it up uh, with Luca. The Mavs are not a good basketball team. No, like <laughs> no, they're not good. I watched that the shot. Last... That shot last night. Did you see that? Oh, unreal! That is a that is a loss that a young team has. Like the Grizzlies, like you just got to live with that loss, and it'll be infuriating. And you will remember that in six years. If you were a Memphis fan, you're like. Remember when we blew that lead and Luca hit a floater from the three-point line? <laughs> Dude, Grayson Allen missed two free throws, and then Luca hit that shot. And it was like Grayson Allen's career high, and then misses two free throws. They completely choked that one. That oh, is such a young that's, team loss. That's oh, so tough. At that's home. so tough. <sighs> of that course, was, you, you, miss, you miss two free throws, and then they win by one on a crazy three-point shot. Of course. That's you, how it always goes. Got to kill yourself after that, I think. They they are not good though. The Grizzlies I mean, or the Maps? The Grizzlies. Or I'm oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Maps. Yeah. No, they suck. The Grizzlies, I just think, are young. Yeah. And the Maps are young too. Luke is what, 22, 21? It's his only third year in the league. But right. I think he dropped came out at he won MVP in the Euroleague at 17. So yeah, I think he's like yeah. 19, 20 right now, something like that. Yeah. So he came in the league at 18. He's played three years. He's likely 21. Yeah. Their team is not good. They have no front court presence at all. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is probably their second best scorer. I yeah. don't get the trade that they did with us for for Josh Richardson for Seth Curry. No, it, it doesn't fit. It like Jalen Brunson's a solid backup point guard. I think he's like the third best card they have on their team though. Yeah, he doesn't crack six foot. Like that's not a good team. Porzingis stinks. That guy sucks. I mean, he's and he's good on offense. He cannot play defense. He is constantly in foul trouble. You can't play him in back-to-backs because of his knees. Mm. Nah. They got some work to do for Luca. Because I was going in thinking, uh, like, this guy might just be a gun. He has a lot of turnovers because he shoots too much. He, he's, like, always in the pain. He's always got the ball. They can't even take him off the court. No. Like, he he sat out the other night. for a, He got his rest at the start of the fourth quarter. They brought it back in with 10 minutes and 30 seconds. They had no choice. Like, they were like, rest. All right. Yeah, you got a minute and a half rest. Like it's game seven of a playoff game. They just like cannot survive without. And I mean, this is the time to make the team good. He's on his rookie deal for another two yeah. years. Like you, this is when you get rid of KP. That's a big contract and it's just not worth it. I don't know what you need to do because really your assets on that team are just not that good. It's just Luca. And I think when you look at like his percentages, they're all low because he shoots so much. Yeah. But then you look at his roster and it's like, well, who the fuck is is he going to pass the ball to to shoot the ball? And that was that was the resolution that I came to. As I was like, all right, like I do like Luca, but it probably is high vo- like his stats are high because of the, such a high volume and he's doing everything. Mm-hmm. Then I watched and I was like, oh, now I see why he does everything because if he doesn't, this team is terrible. This right. team is a t- like bottom five in the league without him. Legit. Yeah. Yeah, no, like without question. Team's bad. And that's why they're the seventh seed in April right now when everyone thought they'd be like the four. It's because everyone, I'm not sure if we all just overrated Luca and he's just like, he's good, but he's not LeBron. Or if we just thought that his like cast around him weren't all bums. I, I thought that I thought the team itself would be better. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't think they'd be worse. 
I know. I mean, I'll tell you what, though. You and I were texting about this before Mark Cuban and Luca brought it up. The seven seed having the play in the play-in game is ridiculous. I don't like it. I think it's kind of lame. Hearing it from Mark Cuban and, and Luca, probably not the people like the message <laughs> the makes sense. Yeah. The message is is okay. And the message makes sense. The messenger does not. When you're in the seventh seed, complaining about the seventh seed having the play in the play in tournament, let let people like you and I complain right. about the seventh seed. If Donovan Mitchell wants to be like, hey, the play in tournament is kind of weird how they structured it. Cool, you're the one seed. You have 14 losses the entire season. Sure. <laughs> the 30 and 24 Mavs who are going to play in the play in tournament probably should shut the fuck up. Yeah, let, let Draymond do a podcast about it. <laughs> right. About Katie's, Katie and Draymond will hop on the on the mic and they'll talk about it for a little bit. Um, on the next is, episode of The Shop with LeBron James, let them talk about it. It is, it's madness, though. I didn't realize. So I had it wrong and you had it more right, but you had it wrong, too, where yeah. I thought it was I thought it was the eight and nine seed played a game to determine who gets the eight seed. You thought it was what the eight, nine, ten? I thought it was eight, nine, ten, and it was a similar concept. Like, okay, if you win this game, then you advance and play the other team. And so it's like seven plays ten and eight plays nine. I thought nine played ten, and then the winner got eight, right? And eight got like a buy because they actually like legit made the playoffs. But I guess not. Yeah, and I mean with this season, maybe it'll be fair because like in the West, seven, eight, nine, ten are separated by four games, and I'm sure it's pretty similar in the East. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, the East is separated by six games, so a little bit different. But like, imagine you're Miami, and you're the seven seed, and you're finally healthy. COVID's done. You got a quick rest before playoff start, and the Bulls take your spot in our twenty-two wins right now. Uh, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. And just like imagine having to play two games. I guess if you're the seven seed, you really only have to play the one. Yeah. I don't know. Don't love it. Don't love it. And right. we're we're sitting here like, oh, they're having to play so many games in so many days. If we didn't have this play-in tournament, we could have just pushed the schedule back a little bit right. more. Push, push, get rid of this play-in, push it back a week. And I I don't hate the play-in tournament idea. I thought it was always like cool when um I think a couple years ago it was like Minnesota and Denver. They had the same exact record. They were tied and they played on the last day of the season. And just like coincidence happened like that. I thought that was awesome. So I'd love something like that. But Make it the eight nine. If you just want to add the ten seed in, depending on like how many games back you are, fine. Mm-hmm. But what what does the seven seed have to do with any of this? They got the right concept, and it made sense in the bubble because it was just like a natural, it, or, or I'm sorry, like it wasn't a natural season where it was just like stop start. So it made right. sense there, but in in this type of season, it doesn't make sense. And you're right, like if you want to bring this back, do it with eight nine ten. Don't yeah. do it with seven. And then if you're the 11 seed and you're half game back from 10, you're probably pissed off too. Not that you have any yeah. right to talk because you're the 11 yeah. seed, but guys, I'm on the Raptors. I'm a half game behind the Bulls. Can I get a game or two to try to get back in this playoffs? You're not going to get too much sympathy no. from me about the 11 seed in the East not getting a chance. Listen, yeah. I'm not trying to give them any sympathy. I'm just saying <laughs> this is what's going to happen when Toronto fans are pissed off the Bulls are in the playing tournament. I think if you're Toronto, just take your L and go home and you had it. Tournament parade, you know that one. Parade, so just accept it and be done. Yeah, you kind of just gotta hold that one. Yeah. Um, you want to so, talk about some teams that are not gonna play in the eight, nine, ten seed bubble? Yeah, sure. Why not? What, which team would you like to speak about? Let's talk Met Sixers because okay. there's not just because I like the Sixers. I think there's a lot going on, and it was on national TV, and a lot of people saw, and there's a lot of storylines. Some of them shocking. Coming yeah. out of this, uh, coming out of this game. Yeah, one one in particular piqued my interest earlier, <laughs> early afternoon today. <laughs> it was um, quite a bit of an eye opener. So yeah, Nets Sixers played yesterday, Wednesday night, and Sixers won. I don't think, I think Kyrie is the only one that played for, um, Brooklyn, right? Katie and Harden. I think Blake didn't play also, right? No. So and then. Obviously, Aldridge, Aldridge did not yep. play either. We will get into that. I think sure. people knew we were going with the eye-opening comments. Right. So, yeah. So, they were pretty shorthanded. Kyrie was the only one. And, I mean, losing by six, missing four, probably starters, not terrible. Um, but, I mean, six is on one seed. 
Yeah, I was about to say that's the that's the takeaway is they're the one seed. I think they need the one seed more than the Nets. I think the Nets know that because we. I think I've said it on this show before. KD has gotten buckets in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. He got buckets at Texas. He got buckets at Golden State. He got buckets in Rutgers Park. I'm just going to say Rutgers Park. <laughs> <laughs> like the dude's going to give you 40. It doesn't really matter. Right. So I think it matters less to an older team like that. So the Sixers did what they had to do against a uh, – it was a hard-fought game, and I, I really did not think the Nets were going to lay down because those guys were out. I think talent is infectious, and if you're a younger guy playing with KD and Harden and Kyrie, you're, you you got to be busting your ass. And they those guys play hard. I, yeah. I will give them that. That role ca- – that supporting cast is better than advertised. Yeah. I, it is tough to say that on day where Joe Harris has six points, but – I do know what you mean. You know, Bruce Brown's been really good. Um, Lander Shamrock got some good minutes last night, had 17 mm-hmm. points. DeAndre, it's tough to put DeAndre on an island against Embiid. That's not great for old man uh, DJ, but. And that's, <laughs> so So there's a few up? takeaways from the game. Let's start there. They've built a super team. They have no answer to Embiid. Like, they just don't. There's nothing there that they can stop them. And they were doubling at the end. And I'll get into the end of the game, but even their double teams, I saw a tweet from Derek Bodner, who's like one of the best Sixers analysts. And he was like, this has to be the Eastern Conference Finals because of how entertaining it's going to be mm-hmm. because the Brooklyn can't guard and bead one-on-one. Right. They were not good with rotations on their double teams. Right. So they can't leave DeAndre on an island, and when they do, it ends up backfiring. But on the offensive end, they just have three walking buckets. So it's like, it's, yeah. a, it's a very unstoppable object needs a, mo- a movable force right uh and i'm mean, brooklyn they're not a great defensive team i don't know exactly what where they rank right now but last time i saw they were 15th which they were 30th the time before that before the hardened <laughs> trade so big improvements there 50 percent uh, better <laughs> massive leap um but i mean the nets have no stop for Embiid. the I mean, the Bucs have no stop for Embiid. The Celtics, name a team, don't have a stop for Embiid. No. Um, but on the same hand, Sixers don't have a stop for Kevin KD. That, that's my thinking. That's, right. that's what makes it. That was the the, the premise of Derek Bonner's food. He's like, yeah, they, they can get a bucket from Embiid anytime they want. And he had 36 through three quarters with mm-hmm. like right. 22 minutes played. And it's like, all right, like, what are, you, what are they going to do? But at the same time, it's like, all right, you put Simmons on Harden. Then who guards Kyrie, or or Simmons has to guard KD when Tobias is out. Yeah, who guards Harden? It's like it's this, and that's the whole concept of the big three. I know right. this, like I'm not dumb. I've watched <laughs> basketball since 2008, but it's just so funny because you can see this collision coming, and it'll be even if you're not a Brooklyn Philly fan, like this will be entertaining if we yeah. do get this collision. I, I want this to be if if it's not the Celtics, this is what I want the conference finals to be. Um, with that said, as long as we get it in the playoffs, like if this isn't going to happen, but if the if um, Charlotte bounces, if Charlotte no, like if Charlotte bounces the Sixers in the first round, <laughs> like Charlotte ruined the entire playoffs for everyone. Ever, no one cares. That, they did for uh, me, <laughs> right? I mean, for me too. I want to see. I want to see this team play. Um, that's obviously not going to happen, but it's just like this, this playoff series, whether it's the semis or the conference finals has to happen. I think they're the two best teams in the league. I really do. In the I'm league? sorry to the Western conference, the whole league. We'll, we'll get into our power rankings. Wow. That was a, I didn't expect that. I think, I think they're both really good. I'm not sure if the league's a, a bit much. I still think the Lakers are the best team in the West, but I think there's like, it's dumb to doubt LeBron, but there's yep. like a, you know, coming out of that bubble. Like, I don't know if they're going to have the same ferocity that they did last year where they just pedal the metal won every single series in five games. I don't know. And we'll see at the end. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they'll be there at the end. I'm not going to doubt LeBron too much, but that wasn't where I wanted to go with it is we'll do power rankings here right. in a little bit. So let's talk end of game. Because that oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> before we get to that, just thinking of like the two ju- juggernauts 
you know, smashing heads against each other. I sent you the uh, video of Fiebel playing defense on Kyrie. Yeah. That's the perfect like explanation for how the series is going to go. Yeah. Fiebel playing absolutely perfect defense, and Kyrie still gets the bucket with yep. ease. Honestly, <laughs> <And> like <laughs> it's just it's crazy. All who, that who's stopping the team? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like if, if not Fiebel, then who? Like in the entire league. <laughs> Per, so much he's bigger to, he, that's the thing if if Bible was Kyrie's height like oh right if you put a bigger guy on him like Simmons maybe but you know Bible is a great defender and he's a foot taller than Kyrie Irving so like I don't know how, how what what more do we need to do to stop this fucking guy <laughs> it was incredible I know the video's been going around on Twitter lately of Thanos and Hulk just like boxing yeah. that's pretty much what this that's, series will be <laughs> I it's can't wait for the Celtics to beat the Nets in the second round. I can't. I wait can't for wait it. for us to lose to the Heat. <laughs> the Heat going zone for six straight games, and they, them being allowed to pack the the, uh, the Amway or not the Amway Center, you know, whatever they play in. Yeah, their, their arena down there, and us only having five hundred fans and like going home in six because we lose to the freaking Heat. It's, it's going to be Boston Miami again in the <laughs> conference final. <laughs> The Bucks will get bounced. Bucks are going the first round. Yeah, <laughs> Miami's going to bounce the Bucks in the Sixers. No problem. Oh my god. Yeah, I can see. Can you see that? Can you see Miami that, playing just like going in Joker style and yeah. just blowing this whole thing up? Yeah. No. And I know the Celtics team, and I know they're going to lose that fucking Miami team again. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to jump out this window back here. I'm not having it. Sometimes the cat wants to when we're recording. Well, I, I usually have it like open, but. It was it's raining right now, so it's making a little too much noise. I shut it Dude, before you hopped on. I know we're going to sidetrack. I had that. I shut that. And she climbed on her thing and was putting her head through the little um, blinds there. I'm like, bro, can you chill the fuck out? Like, just for a second. <laughs> I, if, if people can see in the background, it's like always circling. It's always up to something chaotic while we're recording. <laughs> I think people came for the cat breakdown. Stay yeah, for the analysis I, of the future, possible future Brooklyn Nets, Philadelphia Sixers <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals. But stay for the cat analysis. Exactly. And while you're here for the cat analysis, make sure you hop on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, follow us, Drunk Off PNR on all three. Um, and then just a little cross promo here the NFL draft show, the Brandon Sports draft show, drought show, whatever you want to call it. That's happening in a couple weeks. We'll both be on it. Make Two sure weeks from you- today. Two weeks from today. Yeah, so perfect. Look at that. So if you want to see me and Aiden talk a little a little pigskin, make sure you check out the live stream. It'll be on Brandon's Twitter, Birds vs. Boys YouTube. I don't know. Vimeo. I don't know. It'll be on everything. Vimeo. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Vine. <laughs> we're, we're buying Vine back. <laughs> um, all right, so back to the game. The end of the game sequence. Go ahead. That was almost a collapse. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> Wasn't it like, like a 19 five run or something like that? We did not have a field goal for eight minutes straight. We were up by, <laughs> we were up by 22 with a little less than nine minutes and they cut it to two <laughs> up by 22 means Kyrie sat for a minute and a half. And <laughs> they, they literally, so they purposely fouled. No, Kyrie was actually in for, that's what makes it like, he just couldn't get a bucket borderline, a collapse. He was in to start the fourth quarter. The lead stretched from 12 to 22 in a hurry. They mm-hmm. fouled on purpose to get him out of the game. So they're going all bench at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's when the run started. It started after Kyrie went out. I was like, all right, we're like fake waving the right white flag. And then it almost got really bad. <laughs> that's, that's That is the most Sixers thing, though. Not even the collapse, but the you're up by 12 yeah. going, into, going into the fourth. And then you go to go on a 10 run and the all right, game's over, you know? Like a 12 yeah. point lead, you can overcome that. A 22 point lead, I mean, it's a different beast. And getting 10 points when you're this good of a team, like going on a 10 0 run, easy. That was uh, that was my main takeaway. That's why I wanted to tell Doc Rivers, like, if Doc Rivers would listen to me, like, buddy, I know you're new to Philadelphia, but with six minutes to go and you're up by 15, the game is not over. No, not that's, in Philadelphia. That is like, a if you four learn, point game. One lesson, you know basketball. I know Philadelphia. That game was not over by any stretch. You get the starters back out there. This <laughs> thing is far from over. Yeah, that, that might as well have been the first quarter. That was, yeah. Six it might as well left. be game seven. And 
do th- who had a better shot in that situation? The Nats to the Pistons. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, the Nets backups might be better than the Pistons. <laughs> ah, hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> if Jeremy Grant's playing, it's over. I don't know. I really That's don't. The Pistons win if Jeremy Grant's playing. <laughs> it would be pretty fun to watch. Um, all right. I'll be serious about it for a second. I'm not like too worried about the collapse. I think like, like I said, I was joking, but I'm serious. Doc Rivers just put the starters back in. It makes right. sense for the, the nets to take their starters out. Like they don't care about the one seat as much. Mm-hmm. They're already down a few guys as it was. You're on the road. Just have your backups go in and play hard. If you're the Sixers at home with a chance to really get the advantage here, put your starters back in with six minutes left. Don't try to ride it out all bench. Bench was shorthanded as it was. No George Hill, no Dwight Howard. So uh, looking back on that, if you put in the starters with, I think it was like six minutes and 22 seconds left, there was a timeout. Put them in there. Don't wait until under four timeout. Like you could, you could feel it. Like the bench was exhausted. They had already played like their set minutes. Mm-hmm. Like they had ended through the end of the third, start of the fourth. Like they were, they were done. They were gassed. And you had these Nets backups come in and play really hard, which they should do. And mm-hmm. I think it's infectious, like I said earlier, with the amount of talent on that team. So that's a game you don't try to get a few extra minutes of rest for your starters. You put the pedal to the metal, make sure you have the one seed. They can rest, yeah. rest any other game. Any other game, but <laughs> at home against play. Brooklyn. Uh, and I, what's kind of crazy is, you know, you win that game. You're you're one game above uh, the Nets right now. You have first place. Really, like a stronghold on it. Stronghold's a bit strong of a word, but you have hold of it for really the first time since the mm-hmm. Harden trade. You guys kind of were going back and forth for a while. I feel like the last month it's been like every other day as a new team at first. Yeah, um, but like. The Nets could still get the first, <laughs> the number one seed. Oh, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Like now, even, the, that's the, with everyone being healthy, like on both teams. Like anything could still happen. There's 20 games. Oh, left. yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a tough stretch of the schedule coming up, so we'll see. But the the, the why this game was important is it basically serves as a two game lead because even if you tie with this tiebreaker, like it, say you finish the same record, it goes to the Sixers. So in reality, you you may be one game up, but you're really two games up. That's why it was important. Right. That's why I'm saying, listen, bring Simmons in, bring Danny Green in, bring Joel out. And even if you have to take the bias out who started the fourth quarter, like make make sure. Like this is the game you make sure. And you know, right. he's he's done this move before where he just lets the starters or sit on the bench and ride out with the bench, but not against Brooklyn. <laughs> Maybe like and I I'm not sure because Doc's like a Doc's a coach's coach. So you know, I'm not sure if it was like, well, there's no KD, there's no Harden we can like kind of take the foot off the gas. I don't think he's, he would do that. He doesn't seem like that type of guy. That's what he did. But, <laughs> I'm being totally honest, but that is exactly what he did. <laughs> but it's, it, that's it. Maybe that is what, it, that's how it looks. And it's, it's, you know, it's game 50. So like, it's whatever. You're not going to do that in the playoffs, but it's just, you know, he hasn't won a title in like 15 years. Maybe he just doesn't have it. Doesn't have Tom Thibodeau next to him anymore. What are you going to do? Ah, you know, I, yeah, that's one of those games that, like, you know, maybe, again, he hasn't been in Philly long enough to know how Philly things go. And Philly right. makes things interesting. Now, what else made this game interesting? And this is why I hate nationally televised games. They made, like, no notice of the fact that Tobias Harris, who's been the closer all year, went lipping off the court. <laughs> And did not play the final four minutes. And they so could scored. not put two and two together that the Sixers couldn't score and Tobias Harris was on the bench and not playing. Like, not word one. You can see, clearly see him limping. He comes off. They replace him with Furkan Korkmaz. Of course, naturally. And, yeah. And, like, they, like, could not figure out what the problem was with the <laughs> offense. I'm like, are you kidding me? They can't <laughs> score. Tobias nowhere to be found. What's going on? Is Doc, is Doc throwing the game? Yeah, they they like did not realize that Tobias walked off the court and never came back. Not not a single word. That's and they're like, oh my god, they're undergoing this collapse. They can't score. And I'm like, yeah, the best scorer is sitting on the bench and is limping off the court. Uh, I I'm just looking at your upcoming games right now, and you weren't lying. You kind of got a murderer's row coming up. Yep, I've I've been looking at this stretch of the schedule for quite some time. I'm pretty sure this is the stretch you sent me a screenshot of the day the schedules got announced. Yes. Yeah, so you go 
and obviously you've played a couple of games in it already, but Clippers tomorrow, so Friday, the day you're listening. Uh, then you get you get the weekend off. Not bad. Not bad in this climate. You play the Warriors Monday, Suns Wednesday, Bucks Thursday, Bucks Saturday, <laughs> then you play the Thunder, Hawks, Hawks, Spurs in the next like six days. Hawks are probably gonna be the toughest game of that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. We really struggle with the Hawks. <laughs> I'm so torn on that. Uh, it's April 28th and the 30th. I'm very torn because, like, for like branded purposes, it's really funny when the Sixers lose, and I get enjoyment out of like talking shit to you guys. But I kind of need the Hawks to lose a couple games. I just do. Like, it just and like this is where we are now, guys. We need the Hawks to stop. Aiden, I since they fired their coach, they're 15 and five. They're like a good team. I know. Nate McMillan should probably be coach of the year. I think so. And they like kind of play defense. It's unreal. Trey and John Collins are friends now. Clint Capella. Clint Capella is getting fucking dunked through the earth's crust. But other than that. Yeah. But they, they were talking about him for like defensive player of the year candidate. Like they yeah, were I'm like, just, hey, yeah, he should be getting buzz. I'm like, honestly, this it's not great. Like that. Cra- he's a, he's just a really good he's like three blocks a game or something like that like he just oh, yeah. i wasn't like naysaying yeah. it i'm like like this is legit yeah like, this yeah. team is actually like doing good things and not getting in 130 to 122 track meets every night which they also i mean listen they still love to do that they, they still love to do <laughs> that might happen but even, I, they've been holding teams to like 116 <laughs> that's an improvement <laughs> 50 percent just like the just, like, just the like the nets uh i think best case scenario for me is hawks win game one sixes win game two listen i wish i could put a future bet in i've never been more <laughs> sure of a loss than the sixers doing a back-to-back with milwaukee and then having atlanta right after that there's like zero chance that they win that atlanta game <laughs> i mean it's it is, next week's tough you go suns at home and then you fly to Milwaukee to play the Bucks the next night. Yeah. Not yeah. great. Not great, Adam. <laughs> Not, Not great. ideal. I mean, wouldn't it make more sense to play Milwaukee in Milwaukee Friday and Saturday than to play them Thursday and Saturday, but play in Philadelphia on Wednesday? Yeah. Why wouldn't you make the back-to-back Friday, Saturday? For- but you're in the city. You're playing the same team. Why are yeah. we – we, you have to play Devin Booker and then get on a pl- flight to Milwaukee. Which no one wants to go to Milwaukee. That's like a morale. You know, you lose all your team morale there. <laughs> and then just go play Giannis two out of three nights. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that at all. Like he couldn't give us a day of travel to. And then, like, like you said, then they play the same team and stay in the same city. Like we could have just played Friday, Saturday. Crazy, crazy. And I mean, Steph, Steph's just averaging fifty points a night at this point. I know we we didn't play him the first time, and he's coming. I feel like. He's coming. <laughs> He's coming. But let's let's uh let's wrap up the Nets Sixers talk with the the really the topic of what was today. Lamarcus Aldridge retires mm-hmm. in a shocking fashion. And just like that, his era with the if the Nets is over in 15 seasons in the NBA. He's done. Yeah, I think One's all said and done. He's one of the guys because the NBA like, Hall of Fame they let everyone in. So, but he's one of those guys where it's like, does Lamarcus Aldridge get into Hall of Fame? Like he never like accomplished really anything. But he's for you know ten of the fifteen years he's been one of like the top five big men in the league. Oh, absolutely. Like, so it's we, like, does that get you into the into the Hall? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it does. I he think really. He will be. Yeah, I, I think know. he will be. I think he will. I think his prime was very good. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Portland, LaMarcus. I wish they were able to figure that out because that team might might have had one of the uh, Warriors titles. Oh, yeah. Dame, CJ, and LaMarcus. That's they would have figured it out. And yeah. probably, they had Wesley Matthews before the ACL injury, too. Yeah. And even with the Spurs, like the Spurs, like they could have figured it out. Like, I mean, they went to the Western Conference Finals, lost the Warriors, and Kawhi got hurt in game one. They were up by 20 something in game one on the Warriors, and Kawhi sprained his ankle, and that was that. So, yeah. He's just one of these guys who played in the LeBron era who was really good, but not as good as LeBron James. Right. Like, do you, is it a bad look on him that he wasn't LeBron, Shaq, or Anthony Davis? Or is it just like, do you look over that? Um, no, I think he was fantastic. 15 years. So he came in the league in 2006. Mm-hmm. So he was there for part of Kobe's prime. And then he got 
sandwiched right smack dab in the middle of the LeBron run. So he had no chance. Yeah, and that was still, you know, KG winning MVPs and titles right there too. So it's like, yeah, K- KG in 2008 right there. So like he never stood a chance really. His best chance was with San Antonio and then they ran into the the Golden State era. So <laughs> the best team ever assembled. Yeah, I yeah with, with three Hall of Famers on their team. So he never really stood a chance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just, what I really want to do, and maybe we can do it like this offseason. We'll see. It's going to take forever. I want to take everyone out of the Hall of Fame and just redo it. Okay. I mean, so, that'll be our summer project. That's, you know, like kids get like summer books. They have to read ours. We have to redo the entire NBA Hall of Fame. That's fine with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge retires. And I mean, the worst part is it's not like I'm just, I don't love the game anymore. It's, I'm like kind of scared for my health. Is He's has, I'm not sure how long he has had it. Sounds like a decent amount of time. He has like an irregular heartbeat, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound fun at all. No, I, I felt I, like I had an irregular heartbeat before, and it's like, am I having a heart attack? Like this, this is scary. I can right. imagine why. You like after 15 years, you'd be like, look, I can't do it. Yeah, I really also, get it. He's a big guy. Yeah, you know that's there's always heart concerns with big. You know, he's six eleven, two eighty. It's kind of not like, great. Like, and I think he's had operations before. So it, it is still shocking, though. It was shocking the way it was presented. So Shams, I love Shams because mm-hmm. he's like close to our age and already one of the biggest insiders in the NBA and trusted right. sources. The way the retirement was presented was probably not great because you withheld the part about the heart problems and just said, okay, he's retiring. Mm-hmm. So then in typical internet fashion, everyone was like, well, what the hell? And then it was a bunch of jokes. And then when you read Lamarcus's official statement, he's like, Hey, like, I don't really want to do this, but I, I feel like I need to, my health is at risk. I played the last game with a regular heartbeat. They sent me to a hospital afterwards. I can't take this chance and I have to walk away. That's a lot different than just like a surprise retirement tweet. Right. <laughs> Shams, he's the big, like quote retweet guy. Like what would you put? all like 240 characters in a tweet. Yeah. So I'm just like, this is what happened. And then I'll go back and re- quote, retweet it. But I'm yeah, getting that Wolge, story first. Wolge would be like, story filed the ESPN. <laughs> Anthony Davis is ramping up. <laughs> he should be back in 10 days. When he gets back, he'll be playing 15 minutes. And then it'll be like, Wolge is like, or Shams is like, LaMarcus Aldridge is retiring from the NBA. <laughs> That's it. And then like 10 minutes goes by and we're like, guys, any, anything else? Any yeah, other... Nope. Nothing. Okay. All right. Cool. No context. He's just gone. <laughs> he sends that tweet. Just turns his phone off. Like Shams, guy. What are we? Uh, what yeah. Are we doing do here? We know why he like just signed with him. That's now it's over. But that that was my main takeaway. I uh, I don't know how it affects the Nets. I, they're obviously still a fantastic team. I do feel bad for him because again, like then now. All right. Now he's on the Nets. Now he can probably get a ring with them. And now he can't because of this heartbeat thing. Right, and if you like, get a ring, you're the never. That's yeah, the story with the NBA. And, and even though I know he's at the twilight of his career, so it's not like he's the main focus of this team, but he gets a ring. Like it, you do put that on the resume, right? It it's tough. It really is tough. Yeah, you can get the. Uh, that's what Melo was do. Do what Melo did. Uh, that's probably what he was hoping for. You know, come off the bench, score, you know, fifteen points here, there. And you might get a ring or two. We'll see. Yeah, and then literally. You know, Hit every mid-range jumper every time Harden and Kyrie kick it to you. Yeah, every single. <sighs> and score 12 a game and coast to a ring. I mean, that's that's the dream. I, that is if the I dream. was an NBA player, I don't want to be a star. I want to be LaMarcus Aldridge in his twilight years where it's just like, <laughs> I got to hit this 15-footer when Kyrie passes me an absolute beauty when I'm wide open. Fine. Fine. Not a bad life to just be no. like a dominant big man for a decade and to go to a bunch of all-star games and – have a max contract with the Spurs and like be the heir right. apparent to Tim Duncan. And then, and the, and then you're like, you know what? I think I'll get a ring before I leave and just right. go to the nets and score 12 to 14 a game. It's, it's not a bad life. style. I, I don't yeah. like that. That's I mean, that's what Shaq did. Shaq dominated for 15 years and then went to every single team in the league trying to get another ring. I know <laughs> it almost worked. It almost worked. It almost worked a couple of times. Honestly, I know. Yeah, honestly. All right. All right, so I think that wraps it up with our topics for tonight. Anything else on Aldridge? 
Uh, no, I mean, I just hope he gets better. Hope he's, you know, I, I'm pretty sure with the irregular heartbeat, you can like get like, like thinning in that like cardiac area, which I can't imagine a thin heart's good at all. So no. I just, you know, thought T's and P's out for Lamarcus. Hope he's good. Um, and, you know, I think you know, I'd love to see him in like a G League assistant coach in the NBA type of a role at some, you know, player development, something like that. That'd be, that'd be sick. I, I like when guys like that come back. I mean, you're never going to see Shaq or probably even LeBron be like a, like a coach, but like a guy like Marcus Aldridge, I feel like that's the perfect. He'd be a to... great coach of, of big men. Right. Great yeah. coach of big man development. I agree. That'd be fantastic. So hell of a career for LaMarcus. Um, you got to put your health sometimes. It sucks, but mm-hmm. I get where he's coming from. And we'll see how it affects the Nets going forward here. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's going to affect them too much, but we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of the Nets, let's do our NBA top five power rankings. I have a feeling that they are going to be popping up. We're doing five to one. Yep. As five it should be. Being, as it should be. Five being least, five, mm-hmm. one being most. So NBA top five power rankings as of today would you like to go first or would you like me to go first you you go first you go first i'm i'm curious okay. i'm so curious about yours are mine mine is very helter skelter the kids on tiktok are not gonna be nice to me <laughs> kids on tiktok are never nice ever you should have seen the the tiktok today for uh birds versus boys for we did tight ends mm-hmm. i put kyle pitts who's not in the nfl yet no one said a word about that. They were <laughs> upset that I put Darren Waller over Travis Kelsey. Oh, I was I was reading the, the text messages. I think Kevin said something was bad that they had Kelsey at tight end. Like, where mm-hmm. else are you going to put Tra- Travis Kelsey? Probably the best tight end in the league. Shouldn't be on the tight end list, guys. What do oh, we, uh... The arguments today were next level. It was it was a masterpiece. It was a master class in like dumb Twitter arguments on TikTok. Right. My favorite. My favorite. <laughs> it, was, right. it was awesome. It was fantastic. And we will continue it right here for our TikTok. So, all right, let's do five to one. I'm starting at five. I have the Nets. I'd just like to put a disclaimer here. Mm. They'd be higher if they were actually trying, but they're really <laughs> not, and they're still really good. So they're five they're, for now, and when they actually try, we'll definitely leap. Their bench is trying. Their bench tried very hard. Their that's, bench plays, yeah, they have a lot of energy. Maybe that should get them bumped up a little bit. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. Well, the other four teams like actually don't play their bench the entire time they actually like play their starters so whatever your list whatever they're gonna be high i'm just saying right now like they don't really try that hard (laughs) right because they don't want to be they don't really care about april power rankings when you're playing for a title (laughs) they shouldn't so no all right at four i have the suns i have been so high on devin booker all year i will continue to be i Mm. think they are legitimate contenders in the west being the two seed at three i have the sixers one seed, Joel's back. Joel's looking healthy. If they keep this going, if everything remains healthy, let's stay as the one seed. At two, I have the Clippers. They've won seven straight. They haven't lost a game with Rajon Rondo yet. I think having a pure point guard was really the only thing that they were missing. Mm-hmm. They finally got it, and now they look fantastic. And then at one, I hate that I have to do this. I will say nothing nice. The Utah Jazz. Oh, my God. They've been consistent. We talked about it. They really just haven't run into the other issues that these teams have. I'm not going to say anything nice about them. I hate that I have to put them as one. I'm so disappointed in you. I hate it. I hate it. But it's like, I know, it's not even I, close. No, I like, know the record's just not even close to anybody else's. I have no other comment. I'm just disappointed. I didn't even have a comment, and I put them one. It was one thing when they won 20 games in a row. It's, it's different now, Aiden. It's, it's different now. I very much wanted to put the Suns. I wanted to do it. I like. I really wanted to be like the Suns beat the Jazz, so they should be one. But I was like, ah. But then they also lost to the Clippers, so that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> I think the Jazz beat the shit out of the Clippers too. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. So my five. I have the Nuggets. Even with Jamal Murray getting hurt, I do think Jokic. He's probably my favorite for MVP right now. Still, I know we said earlier. It's between him and uh, Embiid, but for right now, I'd say Jokic is number one. Um, they lost a couple of games. I think they lost three, and then they just won their last one. I, I think they're going to kind of tick up. 
I could kind of see them maybe catching the Clippers. Maybe, probably not, but maybe. I I want the Lakers to drop, if I'm being honest, to six so I can get a Blazers Nuggets first round. Wow. That's that's just that's what I want. <laughs> um so yeah, at five I have the Nuggets. At four, I have the Suns. Okay. I hate to do it. I do. I hate to do it because I love Devin Booker. And I, I like that team. Pretty much ever, everyone except for Chris Paul I like. And I don't even hate Chris Paul. I just don't really care for him. But I love Devin Booker. Love Aiton. Uh, I love Jay Crowder from when he was on the Celtics. So I have a soft spot there. I wish I could put them higher, but I have them at uh, four. At three, I have the Nets. Okay. I think that on paper, that's the best team in the league. It's one thing to say that on paper, you still have to eventually have all three of your studs play together. Yeah. That's happened like four times a season. So we'll see. Um, I assume in the playoffs, they'll all play every night. I assume unless someone gets hurt, but that's would be my thought. We're not taking playoff games off guys at two. I have the Sixers. I mean, they just beat, a team that are missing two of their three best players, but the Nets are still good without those two guys. Not great, but they're still good. Uh, and they do have the one seed. They have the best record in the East. And I was just seeing here, they've lost seven games in their conference. That's crazy. Sixers. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's the I know. Cause I was, I was hitting the uh, early on. I was like, yeah, but they haven't played anyone. Or like, yeah, but they've only had like two wins over teams against 500, and now they're 25 and seven in conference play. So, not bad. Um, it is funny looking at the home and away splits, though. <laughs> they're just different teams. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then my number one, and I really wish I didn't have to say them, but not it's not the it's not the Jazz. But I do wish I didn't have to say them. My number one is the LA Clippers. Oh wow! Yeah. Like Clippers that, love, dude. That team's good. That team's good. And now Rondo's on the team, so like it counteracts the uh, PG slander because I can't say anything bad about Rondo, and I can only say bad things about Paul George. They won seven straight. Kawhi's missed the last couple games, um, and they're still winning. And I mean, they're not just winning; they're kind of kicking the shit out of teams. Mm-hmm. Clippers are kind of peaking at the right time. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything, but this might be a, an actual contender, not pretender, come playoff time, which I didn't expect because that was a Paul George led team. So, I think where we're both going with this is last year. There's a ton of talent, obviously, mm-hmm. but the puzzle pieces didn't fish fit. The like going back to chemistry class, you were just putting a bunch of uh, what's what's that board. You know, like O2 is on it. The L- elements. Per- periodic table. Periodic yeah. table. So you're combining them. The chemistry wasn't working. <laughs> now, the like board? The, the board. I had no <laughs> idea what you were talking about. I was like, I don't know. That was a long, long time ago. I took chemistry one year. Um, <laughs> but basically where we're going is the chemistry works now with Rondo. Yeah. And it yeah. didn't before. And now they're, they're a deep team. They're a talented team. And, and the pieces start to fit. And then the edge of the Clippers have on Phoenix, Rondo will fight Chris Paul. But, but that, so, that playoff matchup would be chaotic, to say the least. <laughs> that might be, I know like net sixers is everyone's like, oh, we want to see that. I want to see seven games of Rondo going at Chris Paul. That's all that would I be want. A, that would be a semifinals matchup. That'd be the Western Conference semis. Oh, I don't want that. I don't know. I don't want that. Two, I, three. I want, I know, but we'll figure something out. Maybe we'll figure. Yeah, maybe we'll the, make that maybe the Jazz have to play the playing game. They lose to the Warriors. Who knows? By the time we get to the NBA Finals, we're just gonna be like, ah, this is boring now. Right now, we, <laughs> if we if we had a two-three Chris Paul, Rajon Rondo, Clippers Suns, we've got Eastern Conference Finals, Sixers Nets. By the end, we're gonna be like, ah, okay. I don't even care who wins. I'm just having a good yeah. time. Yeah, I had a good time. It's over. God, and honestly, I think. I think the Sixers beat both of those teams too. By the way, for Suns Clippers, I, th- I think uh, Clippers. No, I think Sixers beat Suns Clippers in a seven-game series. If we're being honest, 
We'll find out because they're both on the schedule here coming up this oh, week. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. And then you have to play the Bucks twice. You know, you might not get past the Warriors for being honest. So we don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, that is the top five power rankings. And honestly, for wherever you get your power rankings from, they're wrong. If they're not from here, they're incorrect. You can go with Aiden, you can go with me, but if you go anywhere else, else you're wrong. Period. End of story. Uh, you can take that right to the bank. I feel like that's the saying that they used to say in the 60s. I'm I'm going to start to bring back, I think. Taking it back. to the bank. Yeah, why not? It's a great saying. Uh, I never go to the bank. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have anything else on the uh, power rankings or just NBA in general? No. Uh, just shout out to Jamal Murray. I hope he gets mm-hmm. better. Nuggets, yep. I really thought that they... We're going to be contenders. We'll see if they still are. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, hell of a career. I really love the team that he was on with Kawhi on the Spurs. They were a lot of fun to watch. And uh, big months to go. Big month to go. That's all I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's another thing. The play-in games start like the 20th of May. Like, it's it's next month. Like, it's coming. We're here. We're here. <laughs> and we big have month. 20 games. Everyone's got 20 games left to play, and it's a month away. So, like, it's getting down the wire. Hopefully... With all these games, no one else gets hurt. Um, I I can't deal with another Jamal Murray for e- situation. Yeah, no, yeah. that's tough. Never, never want to see that. But we will, we'll see. And then next week, I believe we're back to just regular upload time next week. Mm-hmm. So we'll record Tuesday. You'll see it Wednesday. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we got. It's all I got. Just subscribe Thanks. on on any place you get your podcast <laughs> apple spotify google play everywhere that you can listen vine. to podcasts we are on <laughs> vine as well we bought it from twitter um for six dollars like <laughs> yeah. us on vine right so, well seven dollars because seven seconds there in games i thought it was seven i thought it was six. Oh no we're getting old oh no we forget vine no. and the oh, show no and the show. <laughs> and the show i can't do this no i'm i I'm, i have gray hair as my beard now no we're, we're done uh, thank you guys for watching. Like we said, follow on all the social media, Drunk Off PNR. Subscribe on the podcast listener device you use. And we'll see you Wednesday. Bye.